beyond the pain, pain. beyond the adversity. the adversity, beyond this life. It's Faith Beyond. Author, coach, and Faith Beyond founder Tim Maseko explores grief, loss, overcoming adversity, various belief systems from around the world, and so much more. The Faith Beyond podcast starts now. Hey, it is I, Tim Maseko. Welcome to the Faith Beyond show. Now, I'm hoping that today I bring you something of value because that's why we do this, right? It's no sense in you tune it in and listen to me ramble on if you can't walk away with something, at least one thing, that you find valuable. So, with that said, I'm going solo today and we are going to go to the beach. That's right, we are going to talk about a story of three little kids who go to the beach and how their story can help you and your journey in this world. Well, before we get to that, though, let's talk about Romans 8.28. We're going to quote from the Bible this week. You know, I like to quote from different scriptural writings. I'm actually an equal opportunity person when it comes to that. I'll talk about the Quran. I will talk about the Torah. I will even talk about Confucius, or I will talk about, um, you know, Tao Te Ching, you know, whatever I find out there that's inspirational or um, encouraging. So it's not just about one specific religion, although I was raised Christian, I have a very strong Christian background, but I find it fascinating and interesting to learn about other religions and other belief systems and hear why they think the way they do. So I go into it with an open mind. But this week, Romans 8.28, I thought would be really inspirational for us because here's what it says. God promises to make something good out of the storms that he bring devastation to your life. So God promises to make something good out of the storms that bring devastation to your life. Mm. Tell me you don't like that, right? He promises. He doesn't say, uh, you know, things will be better or, you know, you can survive it, get over it, move on. No, it says God promises promises. He promises to make something good out of the storms. So when you're going through something right now, or you go something in the past or something in the future, know that you have a promise that it will be better. I I say this seems like quite a bit, right? But there's something better out there beyond the pain, beyond the adversity, again, beyond this life, you know, so hold on to that hope. All right. I'm excited about that. I'm excited by that. Now, I hope you are too. Let's go ahead and get into my solo show this week. No guest, it's just me rambling on, but hopefully a story this week that you'll find very, very valuable. We're going to the beach. So, without further hesitation, let's go. Let's go, take a ride with me. Let's go, say goodbye to the worries on your minds. Got no worries when you're by my side. Let's go, take a ride with me, let's go, leave behind all the reasons not to try, got no reasons when you're by my side. Yes, no reasons to fear when you're by my side, and hopefully uh, we can take this journey through difficult times together, and we can keep the faith, and that's what Faith Beyond is all about. But today, we are going to go to the beach. That's right, the beach. Love that. Love that. I haven't been there nearly enough lately, but I'm looking forward to the warm weather and and getting that way at some point. 
So I want to talk, talk, talk to you about these three little kids that go to the beach. And there are three different families, as a matter of fact. And all three families go to the beach on this day. And all three individual children are out building a sandcastle. Pretty cool, right? I mean, as a kid, sitting there building a sandcastle with your bucket and your shovel, having a good time. So little boy number one is over in his area by himself. And he's very meticulous about what he's building. He's oblivious to everything going on around him. And he is building the perfect sandcastle. I mean, you will never see a little child with a better looking sandcastle than this little boy. He has the perfect castle built. He has the walls. He has a drawbridge coming out of the front of the gate, like it looks like one at least. I mean, it's got little windows cut out in the towers. He's trying to create little men on top of it with his other toys. He is really, really laying this thing out. But he is oblivious to everything going on around him. Now, it's getting later in the day, and the tide's going to be coming in soon. And people are starting to begin to leave but not this little boy. He is just focused. He is going to have the best sand castle in the history of the world. Now, right down from him, there's a little boy, little boy number two. And he is just standing there, staring at the water. He's not even building his sand castle. He was going to. He has his bucket in his hand. He has a shovel in his hand. But he is not building his sand castle. Instead, he has his arms folded across his chest and he's given the most mean look out at the beautiful ocean in front of him. He's just staring at the water because he knows the tide's coming in. Not very happy about it. He knows what's going to happen. So he's not wasting his time or his energy in building a stupid sandcastle that's just going to end up in the water. Now down a little farther, there's a little girl. And the little girl is building a sandcastle of her own. Now, hers is not even half as good as little boy number one. I mean, in fact, it some areas doesn't look like a sandcastle. She's getting buckets full of sand and she's dumping it. And, and you, know, you, you know, it's a sandcastle, but it's, it's not very good. But, but she is enjoying it, right? She's having fun and she's doing the best she can with what her skills are. And she, every now and then, will look out at the water. And then she'll giggle and laugh and she'll look back to what she's doing and she'll continue enjoying her day. And as the water starts to come a little closer, as the tide starts to come in, she looks again and she says, oh, I have an idea. And she builds this giant moat around her sandcastle. Not bad. And eventually the water starts to creep up closer and closer to the three little kids the first little boy is still oblivious to the water. He is still working on his on every little detail of that castle. And it is gorgeous at this point. It is beautiful. He could win an award with this thing. But then that first little bit of trickle water hits his castle. And he looks up in shock. And he's like, what? What is this? What is this? And as the water continues to come in, he tries to shove it away. He's like paddling at it. Get away, get away, get away. But of course it's not. Every wave, every bit comes in a little closer, a little closer, and it starts to damage his beautiful castle. 
little boy starts to get frustrated and he gets mad. He gets upset and he throws his whole body down in front of the castle trying to stop that water, which works for a second, but not for long. And soon the castle begins to crumble. It begins to fall. And soon it is half of a castle. And it won't be long before it's no castle at all. The little boy begins crying uncontrollably, all uncontrollably, all of his hard work, all of it is gone. All for nothing is how he feels, and he runs crying up to his mommy. Little boy number two is standing here watching little boy number one. He's still got his arms folded, crossed, and he's watching the waters is now lapping at his own feet. And as he watched the little boy number one throw a fit and get upset, Little boy number two actually got a little bit of a smirk on his face. It was a smirk of, "Mm mm-hmm, yep, that's why I didn't waste my time, fool, right? I mean, that's, that's the look he was giving the little boy. But then he turns around, he huffs, he shrugs his shoulders, and he stomps back to his mommy and daddy up the beach. Little girl number three, meanwhile, has been laughing and frolicking and having a good time, enjoying her day. But now the waters come. The storm is pushing in. And initially it fills up this beautiful moat that she had. And it looks awesome. She's got a castle with a moat full of water around it. I mean, that's just awesome, right? And she's laughing and she's admiring her work. And then soon the water starts to overfill the moat and it starts to attack her castle. But instead of getting upset or frustrated, What does she do? She laughs and she starts talking to herself, pretending. Oh no, the water's coming in. They're attacking. The storm's coming. It's attacking us. Get out, get out. And she pretends there's little people and she has them escaping out the back. She puts a little piece of wood over the moat so they can run across it. She uses her fingers to run across the, the wood one by one. And she's escaping people and she's laughing. And the meanwhile, the water is now crumbling the first half of her castle, the front side. And she's laughing and giggling and, and panicking. Oh, hey, we got to get out. We got to get out. Having a great time. And eventually the water comes in and just destroys her castle. And she laughs and giggles and she takes her hands and she just mushes up the rest of it and she smooths it all out till there's nothing left. It's just sand and water again. She picks up her pail and her shovel and she skips laughing and giggling all the way back to her parents. Good story, huh? Good story. Here's the lesson. Are you little boy number one? Are you like little boy number one? Are you so obsessed in your life with doing everything perfect? It's got to be just right. Are you so focused on those goals and those those things that you want to accomplish, the money you want to make and the trips you want to take and the home you want to have and just all kinds of different things, right? But are you so focused that you get oblivious to the storms around you? Are you prepared mentally that when the storms hit, they're going to hurt? When the water comes and attacks your sandcastle, 
Are you like little boy number one? Do you flail your arms and get upset and angry and mentally break because you weren't prepared for the storms? Maybe you're like little boy number two, and a lot of people are. There's a lot of people that act like this. They know the storms are coming. They know it. So they are in a constant state of negativity. They're prepared, right? They're prepared. They're not going to get hurt. Unfortunately, though, you're so prepared and you're constantly looking for the storms and preparing for the storm so that you don't get hurt that you're going through life failing to enjoy the moments that you have available to you. At the end of the day, little boy number two was angry from the time he got there until the time he went back to his parents. Is that the way you want to live your life? Now the little girl, the little girl was aware that the storm was coming, but instead of being upset about it, she embraced the time that she did have. She enjoyed every second. She made the most of it all the way until the storm hit. And even when the storm hit, that little girl was able to make something positive out of it. She didn't let it break her. She didn't let it upset her. She figured out a way to manage the storm to her advantage. Now, would she have chosen for that storm to occur? Of course not. Of course not. It ended that portion of her day. That portion of her life in that moment was coming to an end as a result of the tide, as a result of the storm, if you will, coming in to her life. But she accepted it. She dealt with it. And she kept putting out positive energy, unlike the negativity little boy number two put out. Little boy number one was enjoying the the day as well until he unexpectedly got hit and then he broke because he wasn't aware. So the question I have again for you is what child are you going to be like? Who are you? Are you constantly on the lookout for storms and not enjoying what you do have? Are you like little boy number one and oblivious to the storms that are inevitably going to come? If they didn't come today, they're probably going to come tomorrow or next week or at some point in your life because that's life. We're going to get smacked in the mouth. But we can be like the little girl. We can be mentally prepared and make the most of every second that we have. And so that is my Tim talk this week. That's my lesson for you. I hope you found value in that story. I, I, I heard that years ago and I wish I could attribute to the person that originally came up with that. It was a written docu, a written uh, article or something years ago. It wasn't quite as in depth as I made it, but it was a very, it was a simple, simplified version of that. And I said, this is such a great story. I want to, you know, embellish it and move and build on it because it's phenomenal. And, and I hope you got something out of that. So this week, I want to take you to the break here with uh, another great song of inspiration and hope. And I hope you enjoy it. And after the song of the week, when we come back, we are going to have our sign of hope. I've been searching.
welcome back to the Faith Beyond Show. Hope you enjoyed the song of the week. I, I find inspiration in that music, and that's a result of me having a license with Premium Beat. Com, and I appreciate the opportunity to be able to play my music and make my podcast a little unique in that way. Most podcasts don't have that advantage. So with that said, we're going to get back to the show. But before I do, you can support me and the effort I'm making by going to Amazon and picking up my book, When the Cardinal Calls, where I, I talk about the death of my five-year-old son, Seth, and the incredible signs of hope, as I call it, that I received over time. I mean, it was incredible, and it's so, so amazing. You can also pick up my children's book, Seth's Snuggle Time Game, and, um, you know, whatever you want to do, feel free to do that. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. I, I'm not doing this to make a lot of money. That's not the goal of this. This is about helping other people. I'm looking to serve other people through messages and positivity and let you know that you're not alone in your struggles. You're not alone in your journey. I'm hoping that you can find faith and hope through my messaging but you can follow me on facebook and twitter and instagram at tim maseko that's t-i-m-m-a-c-e-y-k-o so just throwing that out there for you keep uh, listening share this podcast like my page like the podcast leave positive comments and share 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 if you can that's probably the best thing i can i can ask you to do in fact i don't care if i sell any books or anything else what i'm hoping to do is i would like to gain a million downloads of the podcast that's that's my goal a million that's a huge goal i know and i'm starting from scratch but that's the goal and we can do that by simply sharing it because i want to touch a million people in a positive way so hopefully you can help me do that by sharing and talking about the new faith beyond with me tim maseko so with that said let's get back to the show and here's this week's sign of hope all right so this week i i was going to i would like to share these stories these are from real people sharing real stories it's just what they experienced and and this week i i was looking through these and i thought i'm going to share a few different ones because they tie together and I thought this this was really interesting. These are all about children who have seen something and the parents can't explain it. So here's the first one. Shannon uh, M. says, My three-year-old daughter just told me, Mama, Gramps is wearing a white dress and a crown. He's sitting on the bed. Now, I know they say kids can see stuff we can't, but she's never even seen a picture of an angel. Could she really be seeing my dad? He passed away on August 18th, 2020 from complications from COVID. She also holds conversation with him some nights. Kathy S. says, My niece talked of my dad for four years, and her story never changed. She even told us a book that he would read to her, and yet she's never met my dad. She never met him when he was alive. The book she talked about had been out of print for like many, many years, so there's no way she would have known about that particular book. She's now 13, has no recollection of those stories that she told us, and she told us things that she just shouldn't have known, and I'm still amazed by that. And then one more for you. Jen D. says, My daughter passed away unexpectedly last year. Her brother, who has autism, 
I mentioned the autism because he's 21, but I believe with people with special needs are more in tune to sensing these things. And I would probably agree with that, by the way. But was sitting on the floor and he was just staring at the ceiling. He was smiling and nodding his head. And then he said, what's up, fool? Which is what my daughter and him used to say to each other all the time. That was their thing. So I said, what are you looking at, buddy? Who are you talking to? He said, it's Ashley. She's an angel. I see her. All I can say is, I believe. And that's this week's sign of hope. Well, once again, I hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you find value in the Faith Beyond podcast, the show, the website, the blogs, all the stuff I do. Be sure to follow me on social media and tune in for the next episode. Once again, thanks for joining me. I will leave you with this. overcome any adversity in life. Together we can overcome, we can achieve, we can go on and do great things with the time we have on this earth. So go do it. It's your time. It's my time. It's our time. It's our time. It's our time. It will make it count. to future episodes or to follow Tim's blog, go to faithbeyond.org and you can find Faith Beyond with Tim Maseko on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.